This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Welcome to the Hero Academy Podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline heroes such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those who have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. Here you will learn the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passion. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. Things you can do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next. Inside this podcast each week, you will learn from people like you who are working full time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team or a large audience or a profitable side hustle. The steps they took, their backstories and how they overcame burnout. The perfect blend of mindset and techniques. I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. Hello, hello, family. Welcome to this week's episode of the Hero Academy podcast. If you are a fireman, police officer, nurse, first responder of any type, you are in the right place. And this week's episode is for you. This week, we have author, speaker, retired officer, sheriff's office or uh yeah, you can say sheriff's office, man. That's sheriff's cool. office. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Is it because uh, up here we have we have both. We have police department and sheriff's office. Right. Yeah. No. It was a county sheriff's office. Yeah. County sheriff's. Okay. All right. So retired. Retired after how many years? Did thirty, brother. Thirty big years. 3-0. Thirty <laughs> years down in Florida. The big three. Oh, I man. know. I'm telling all, you. All man. thirty. All thirty in Florida. All thirty in Florida, all thirty with the same department. The uh, the original, the original cops, the original bad boys, Broward Sheriff's Office, Broward County. Um, yeah, John John Kelly is our guest for this week, and I just want to welcome him. I'm we we just had an hour long conversation that should have been recorded, <laughs> <laughs> but right. during that hour, during that hour, it was more of us just getting to know each other and like just like I like to know people on a human level so that like you know that I care about my guests like I tell every single person that comes onto my show that like once we talk we're friends for going forward now like if you if you need something if you want to if you have a question about podcasting or like you know you have a speaking gig coming up and you want to share a story with me and like you want to see how it lands like I am definitely your man to hit up for that. You have my cell phone right. number, and now like we're I connected. Know, bro. You know, it's we're awesome, man. It's 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 uh it's really cool how we connected like this. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we connected over LinkedIn. Um, what? Tell, for for those that don't know you, tell tell a little you know short story about your life. All right. So, man, I um you know you know when people say they shouldn't be alive and then you go oh yeah right 
you know what, brother? Um, multiple times, man. If it wasn't suspects trying to kill me, it was me trying to kill me. You know, it was just all bad. Um, and so uh, I had a blessed career, right? I, I, I got to do a lot of cool things, got to be in a lot of uh, great units. Uh, my last gig, I was working presidential motorcades, uh, got to meet some cool people, take a little peek behind the curtain, see how stuff works with our federal partners and all that. You know, it was all good. Um, also spent a lot of time in training. And uh, one of the things that I discovered in training, right, we, we were doing an awesome job of checking off boxes, right? You know, FDLE requirements and, you know, um, but we were missing the mark. You know, the things that were jamming our guys up wasn't cop stuff, man. It was life stuff. And, you know, we spent yep. all this time teaching them how to do shit that they can do with their eyes closed, right? But just because, and that became a source of frustration. Um, we would we would run in service, and everybody in the agency I would get to see every four months. And after the in-service was over, there'd be guys hanging out. You're like, what are you doing here? You know, we just cut you loose, man. Get home, right? And guys didn't want to go home. Oh, you don't want to go, you know, and then next thing you know, you know, we're prodding a little bit like, what's up, man? What's on your mind? And, you know, three, two, one, the floodgates, right, guys? Grown men, man, breaking down in the parking lot of our training center out at Markham Park. And, uh, Who's having marital issues? Who's struggling with alcohol? Who's, you know, all these different life stressors that nobody was talking about. And we certainly weren't training them to do anything about them. And uh, we spent a good majority of our time after hours trying to get guys resources and help them and give them direction. And um, it wasn't until I finally broke free from the job that I said, you know what, man, I'm not done with this group. You know, I'm not done with my brothers and sisters yet. Um, my own struggles with alcoholism, addiction, adultery, you know, I like this kid, you know, that's just the A's, right? And then we go to the B's, the C's, and the D's, man, and it just gets messed up. But um, the importance of us taking care of each other, I mean, you know, look around, man, not a lot of support from the community. Now, you know, there are some communities that have figured it out and are rallying behind their first responders, right? And that's awesome. But yes. the overall yes. sentiment, no bueno, man. I like to say no bueno. You know, we uh, we need to do a better job of taking care of ourselves and each other. And so that's, you know, that's the like the, the Reader's Digest version of John Kelly, you know, cop to uh, coach, you know. Cop to coach. Cop to uh, coach. Yeah, man. I I think if you don't do it first, that'll be the next title of uh, of one, <laughs> Dude, you of, can, you, one you, of our books. Like you, you have to do. You have to beat me to it. Listen, that's a good title. That, bro, that's a good I'll just title. hit you up. I'll hit you up for a small royalty, man. That's all right. No worries. Or or we co-author it. You know. Either way, uh, it would be a pleasure, man. It would be a pleasure. That good that's stuff, a title. Man. That's a great title right there, Cop to Coach. Yeah. Right. Um, how did you? Who were some of your mentors? Like, how did you get into coaching? You know what? So I, I, we talked. I, I had 
retired as a sergeant, right? And we had talked about, like, that is the most influential rank, I would say, in any organization, be it the military or the law enforcement profession. Because you're still in the trenches. Dude, you're leading, you're tip of the spear shit. You're leading by example. You, you know, you make or break you. There's no... There's no pretending when you're a sergeant. You either you either are or you are not. You know, you can't you're not hiding in an office behind the desk, man. You're getting bloody, you're getting dirty. And I think those are the things of great leaders, right? Um and so being that guy um you know allows you to to really tune into the needs of your people, right? You know, I always talk, I talk when I put my seminars on, man, we talk about like what some people think leadership is or what their role as a supervisor is. You know, I tell some of these guys, man, listen, you know, you're you're filling out forms and conducting inspections, you know, that's bullshit. I said, caring, caring about your guys, putting yourself at risk for their well-being that's what a boss does. That's what a leader does. And, um, and so, you know, developing this program based around that kind of trying to empower guys, especially frontline supervisors, you know, who they may have a boss that they're intimidated by. And, you know, I try to empower them to, man, you know, you know, you know, don't be afraid of confrontation, man. You know, it's okay. Check people, you know, let them know your, let them know where you stand. I said, because when people know where you stand, they're not gonna they're not gonna come at you the wrong way, you know. And so, you know, that's what I've been doing. I've been putting on this program, um, primarily for frontline supervisors, but it's applicable across all platforms, right? I had a bunch of fire department uh, bosses in my sessions, uh, road patrol deputies, lieutenants, captains, command staff, and uh, we talk about things, man, that. Dude, we we spend an enormous amount of energy trying to avoid, right, the conversations. Um, and I think part of the program is normalizing, right, normalizing difficult conversations because if you and I can talk about a relationship issue or a drinking problem or an addiction or wanting to hurt yourself or your feeling of you know being inadequate or you're never enough and if we can start having these conversations then you can realize that one you're not alone that there are a bunch of guys man that have been exactly where you're at and that if if i'm I'm half a moron if i can get through it right if i can if i can overcome (laughs) anybody can you know and that's it man and that's it it's uh it's just about man taking care of each other taking care of yourself first, right? You can you know, you heard the saying, right? You can't be there for them if you're not there for yourself, right? So embodying that, you know, making yourself a priority, that's huge. And then once you check that box, man, you, you can be there to serve and help others. Hey, I mentioned before, uh, just the way you speak, it, it, it reminds me of home. You do not sound like a Floridian. So I said, where, uh, where man, are you originally from? Where are you originally from? <laughs> Yeah, man. North. I'm a North Shore of Boston kid. You know, uh, I grew up there my whole life, and I actually moved down to Florida for the job back in the late okay. '80s, early '90s, 
back in the late 80s, early 90s, they weren't doing a lot of hiring uh, on in law enforcement up in, in Boston. So uh, okay. got, there was an ad in the paper. And, uh, you know, Broward Sheriff's Office, they had just started that, you know, cops. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go down there. I'll be on that. I'll be, I'll be with those. I'll run with those guys, you know. And, uh, and then it had just worked out, man. I got picked up by them and I did, you know, in the blink of an eye, man, it, you know, a career is over and, uh, you know, I'm Oof, starting the second gone. chapter. Dude, in a blink of an and eye, so you're, you're getting this, close too. I know, you're I know. Close. I'm so excited, man. I'm so, I'm so excited. You, but we'll keep that, we'll keep, we'll keep that hush hush on, on my end because uh, oh. I don't know, like, yeah, I, I haven't announced it yet. I haven't Dude, announced like my. You got date a long yet. road. You got a long road ahead of you. How was that for a band aid? <laughs> I'm so I'm so so excited about um, doing this full time and just like you know having great conversations like this, connecting with people such as yourself. Um, it we we talked before about the transition from knowing that you're getting paid every two weeks. Well, you know. Or, weekly in some departments right. but uh right. knowing that you're getting a check-in versus going out and like having to hustle for it and find the connections and find the so i asked you before how did you find how did you find your speaking gigs that you actually have done most of them started with somebody that knew me somebody that stood in front of me you know when you're when you're in in the in, on the job you present right i mean you present yep. you don't know you're presenting yep. but you do right you stand when anytime you stand in front of a group of more than one person <laughs> you're you're presenting and so uh i found you know if I, the more people the more energized i was you know I, it, it had the opposite effect you know some people uh, are really good at um at writing some people are good at uh you know speaking so uh, my niche i i put me in front of a thousand people give me a mic make sure it's cordless because i'm gonna work the room you know i mean that's i that's what i like to do i like to talk obviously i can't can't shut me up but um <laughs> word of mouth man word of mouth i would uh i reached out to a few bosses that i knew and i said hey listen uh I started a program. It's a wellness leadership program. It addresses the personal, professional, financial, physical, mental health of our guys, right? It's a proactive approach. You know, it's not reactive. We're not waiting for the guys to fall in the hole. We're going to try to keep them from falling in the hole. And so, you know, their response was, tell me more. And so uh, I put on my first program with North Miami. I did their entire agency. And then while at North Miami, I invited Aventura. And now I'm putting a program on for Aventura. Um, my own agency and you know, the Broward Sheriff's Office, man, it's a big place. We've, it, it's a billion-dollar budget. Not as big as New York, right? New York's out of, out of control. There's nothing that compares to NYPD. Um, right, right. Or Suffolk County. It's big organizations. But for, for Florida, we're one of the largest sheriff's offices in the country right and so i'm thinking there is no way because you know i know you might find this hard to believe but i i i annoyed a few people while i was there you know <laughs> i just you know i'm a kind of guy you either love me or you hate me right and 
if if you're not doing right by the guys, I'm gonna check you and I'm gonna embarrass you and I'm gonna I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire, right? Because listen, we're all human, we all fall, um, but don't act like you didn't, you know, don't act like you're, you know, all this, right? You know, so I made a few enemies, you know, at my former department. A lot of friends though. I made more friends than enemies. So when I reached out, I said, hey, uh, got a program, I think the guys could benefit from and they the people that I spoke to listened they were like yeah yeah we need to do something on the front end for our guys I go yeah how about that you know why are we waiting right because we know man we're predictable bro we're we're as predictable as the sun rising and setting man the mistakes that we make in our relationships with our finances with our addiction issues I mean you could just swap out first names, man, and it's all the same. And so uh, I, I did all their supervisors, corrections and DLE, and uh, I just finished up a whole, all their captains, and they're going to bring What's me back DLE? later What's in the DLE? Year. A Department of Law Enforcement. So the sheriff's office has, oh, okay. you know, like police officers, SWAT teams, canines, helicopters, and they also run the jail, too. Yep, yep. So we run the jail, we run the port, we run the airport. We don't have a port authority. We're, we're the port authority. So it's kind of like this agency is this huge monster. And we also have fire rescue under that whole umbrella. So it's it's enormous, right? It's about 6,000 employee agency. And for Florida, you know, that's a heavy hitter, you know? It's yeah, not yeah, that's the 40,000 of an NYPD. It's a big department. So... Uh, they green lighted it, and uh, I was off and running, man, off and running. And through that word of mouth, you know, I picked up Sunrise Police Department, Plantation Police Department. And, you know, I'm just, dude, I am, like we talk about hustling, I am, I just, I need one minute with a decision maker. That's, you know, everybody's, I'm, so I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm somebody, I'm a pain in the ass to somebody every day. You know, I'm just like, hey, uh, you got a minute, boss? You know, I'd, I just uh, want to tell you briefly about my program and uh, provide you with some references of some other agency leaders that can speak to its, uh, its impact and, uh, you know, give me a minute. And if you give me a minute, I'm speaking in front of your people for you, you know? And so it's, it's, I'm slowly building traction, right? Um, I, you know, I want to be running right now, man. I want to be booked. You know, I want to be traveling once a week. I'm not there yet. And, you know, that's okay, man. You know, you got you to gotta crawl and then walk and then run, you know. And so I'm crawling, man. I'm crawling. So I like, I, I mean, I should say I love working from home. Uh, I, ideally, I would like to travel once a month. I think that would be ideal for me. Um, I love doing remote interviews. Eventually, I would get to the point where my season is all face to face because the energy is different, you know, like when you're face to face and you can just hang out for a few hours. I don't want to do three hour long podcast episodes. I prefer to do like 30 minute long, you know, podcast right. episodes or right. 30, 30 to 60 minute long, you know, um, right. I enjoy just connecting with people and talking with people and just hearing their stories. Uh, what does your program cover? So it's, um, so basically, right, I took my life experiences, the good and the bad, and I developed a program. And, and the whole idea is like you and I, we've both been to training with a 
person in the front of the room, the, the, the subject matter expert, wasn't a cop. Yep. All right, listen, if, you, if, if you're not going to talk, if you're going to talk about cop stuff, you better be a cop. You better have gotten bloody. You better have gotten your ass kicked at least once, right? And you, you better know what it's like to hold a broken body in your arms, man, right? And if you don't, with all due respect, man, I got, so, I got somewhere else to be, you know? And uh, so <laughs> turning what I went through, and, you know, I don't want to be melodramatic, man. We, we've, everybody's got life experiences, some good, some bad, man. But um, going through things and realizing that by sharing our stories, right, that helps somebody else. Like you're going through a tough time and not letting anybody know about it. That weighs you down, man. That stays with you. But if you can share what you've been through, you maybe give hope to somebody that doesn't know any better, right? So it's it's about when I talk about relationships, brother. I uh, I've been married 27 years, right? Despite my best efforts to destroy my marriage, and God knows I tried. Right, I was a champ at destroying my marriage. Um, a bunch of people didn't let that happen, right? And so, there's a story behind that on how you destroy a marriage and then build that same relationship back with that same person stronger than it could ever have been. I did that not by myself, right? But there were some things that I learned along the way that's important to share with people. So when I talk about relationships, I talk about I talk about not addressing the small things when they first arrive, right? And how that's a death sentence, man. You know, the old lady would do something that would annoy me to no end. And I just <laughs> keep my mouth shut. I don't want to upset the moment, right? But that that just builds, man. That just builds. And the next thing you know, you're losing your mind over something. And you could have addressed it, man, a month ago. And you didn't. So I talk about dealing with the small things. I talk about communicating. And you, you've heard of these things called love languages, like how we communicate yes. with our partners. It's real, right? And so yes. if you don't know what that love language is, right? If you don't know, like my wife, acts of service. If I put around the house, pick up, make the bed, do this, do that, she's solid. She's good for the day. Like she's like I'm I'm like I'm like Jesus walking on the water, man. I'm uh, amazing. <laughs> um, if I tell her I love her, in one ear and out the other. But if I do little things around the house, that sets up the that sets the rest of the day, man. For me, it's her touch, man. If she put, holds my hand or, you know, puts her arm on my shoulder, dude, my heart soars. Right? She don't don't say a word. Don't do nothing for me. Don't buy me nothing. Just hold my hand. And, that, and I'm good. And so you know, we talk about that so people can figure that out with their partners, right? Um, talk about finances, right? And I talk about um, all the stupid mistakes we make with money. You know, buying cars to show everybody how well we're doing. You know, $1,000 a month. Living above payments. your means. Yeah, living yeah, above your means. Just because, we're be, but what? Because everybody's got to know I'm rolling, right? Nobody cares what kind of car you drive. <laughs> the only person who cares what kind of car you drive is you, you know? And so talking about establishing your deferred comp accounts and your 457 and 
making your max contributions and how you do that and how you end up creating wealth and, and all those things, right? Buying a house, paying it off and what that looks like and what that, you know, what kind of commitment do you need to make to you to do that? Um, talk about the job and, and, you know, I think it's funny, David, people in this, people outside of this profession think this thin blue line bullshit that we're, you know, you know, we're, we're so tight and we have each other's back, dude, we fucking eat our own, man. We, yeah. <laughs> we are not, we are, we are, we are horrible to each other. Um, there are times when we rise to the occasion, right? I'm, I'm not going to paint everybody with a broad brush, but the pettiness and the bullshit, um, part of this whole initiative is to get back to a time when we truly are our brothers and sisters keepers, where we have each other's back. And I talk about the importance of caring and not necessarily liking the two conditions can coexist you don't have to like someone to care about them and we've got that twisted man me like i don't like that guy fuck him no no see that's that's your guy you you don't have to like him man but you got to care about him and you got to get that straight in your head that you got to look out for him you can't let anything happen to him you got to have his back you don't have to have a meal with them, but you got to care about them. So the, I talk about that component. And then I talk about phys, you know, your physical and mental health. I talk about some really dark times, brother. Uh, I know you can't tell from this nonsense, but I, I got crazy addicted to steroids. All right. I mean, dude, I was out of control. If I'll show you some pictures later, bro. You'll be like, that ain't you. I'm like, yeah, it's me. Uh, how heavy, and, uh, how heavy did you get? What weight? So, like how heavy did dude, you get? So my, my, my heaviest, I was 230, but Oof. I was, uh, but 230, but I, I was jacked and huh. I, I competed. Uh, I was one, 190 the morning of my show and with like four or 5% body fat. And, you know, it was just, you know, and I decided to do this at like 40. You know what I mean? It's just like, uh -huh. you know, it's a little craziness, right? And, uh, but I was pumping that shit. I was pumping that poison in my body. You remember we talked about balance earlier, mm -hmm. right? You know, when it comes to diet and eating and I had no balance, man. And so that was like my whole life was spiraling out of control and I was getting suspended at work for steroids and you know, dark times, man, thoughts of wanting to hurt myself. You know, I had an affair. Um, my whole fucking life was falling apart. And uh, you go, you know, you start thinking to yourself, like, there's fucking no way out of this. And and, and all you want to do is breathe, man, because you can't, right? Because you're, you're in this constant state of pain. And it's self-induced, man. You're, you're the reason why you're fucking in pain. So... <laughs> The thought of like hurting yourself starts to make sense, man. But, and, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm saying we both have had people in our lives that have taken their lives on the job, right? We know people that have done that. And, right. And we always catch ourselves saying, what were they thinking? Why didn't they come to me? What was so bad that they couldn't have? And the problem is, David, is we're not thinking rationally, right? Because a rational person would say, this is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, right? 
me killing myself. There's, there's no fucking self-improvement here. There's no coming back from that. Why would I ever do that? But when you're not thinking straight and you're emotionally all messed up in the moment, it makes sense that if you're the source of pain, I need to, I need to stop the source of pain and, and that's me. But what you don't realize, right? Cause you're not thinking rationally is that if you hurt yourself, if you take your own life, you can never be a better father, a better husband, a better friend, a better partner. You can never right the wrong. You've removed any chance of that ever happening, right? And so it's about talking about it in a real way to acknowledge the pain, right? To not to, dis- not to dismiss it because the pain is real. It's the way you think about it that's messed up, right? The pain's real. So if we can acknowledge, yeah, man, I know you're hurting, brother, right? But there's a better way to get through this, and this is how we do it. Um, so there's that message in the program, you know, and then I talk a lot about PTSD. I talk about um, the things that we don't want to talk about. Uh, you know, I, I talk about a story um, when I was a new officer. See, when you're new, you don't know, right? You don't know. You don't. You, you think that you're supposed to be this badass and nothing's supposed to bother you. And so it's not until you start getting a little seasoned that you realize that I'm not supposed to be okay seeing and doing all the things that I'm doing. You know, um, that, that's not right. And so I talk up, I tell some stories about that and, and I, I normalize that conversation and I, and I, I help supervisors create an environment so that they can talk to their guys and have their guys open up. Cause you know, as well as I do, we don't, we don't talk about it. We bottle it up. We check. I'm good. Now next call I'm rolling. And we do that night after night. You know, in PTSD, it's cumulative in nature, right? So if you if, if you have a hard time dealing with something that happened last night, it's not going away. It doesn't dissolve, right? So it builds. So giving bosses and, and people tools to help guys navigate these waters. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of like a little cap of the program, man. And, and everything's kind of highlighted by... Fortunately or unfortunately, a real story that, you know, I, I, I was involved in or with or some facet of my life that, you know, is a really good, bad example <laughs> of what not to be. It doesn't take much, David, does it? You know what, brother? It, all it takes, David, dude, all it takes is somebody giving a shit. That's it, right? It doesn't need to be this monumental effort man it, it, it's a phone call it's somebody showing up at your house saying hey brother what's going let's go for a walk man let's figure this thing out it doesn't need to be anything more than that right and i gotta you know hey props props to you man for making a call and saying you know what man i'm feeling it man i'm feeling heavy i need to talk to somebody because i gotta tell you statistically that call doesn't get made statistically Somebody else makes that call and say, hey, my, uh, my boyfriend, my partner, my wife, my, they ain't acting right, man. They, 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 they won't, they won't talk to me about it. And, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times, man, guys suffer in silence, man. They suffer in silence because they don't, it doesn't dawn on them that they're not the first one. They're not the first one to have a problem dealing with the horrors or the stressors of the job 
or or of life for that matter. I mean, God damn, you know, there's a lot going on. We are not one dimensional, man. There are, there's a ton of things going on in everybody's life. And, uh, the solution to that is caring. It's not money. Not, it's, it's, it's caring. It, it, it's, it's one of those things where the solution is right in front of you. It's just merely care, caring about somebody and being and willing to be part of their solution. And, uh, and so that's what I've been trying to do with this program. You know, trying to, trying to normalize difficult conversations and get guys to realize that, you know, there is, there's a whole group of people out there waiting to be part of your solution. You just got to give them a call. You got to let them know. And that's a difficult call to make. I'm not minimizing it, but the solution's right in front of us. Oh, geez. All right. Well, I... So when you see, now this is the thing, brother. So when you asked me what my best day on the job was, um, I have a blessed career, right? So um, when I finally rode off into the sunset, literally I rode off. I mean, I, I got paid to ride a motorcycle for the last seven years of my career. Ran around with Trump, Pence, Biden, all the heavy hitters, um, People came to me and said, "Hey, well, what do you what do you want to do?" You know, it was there was there wasn't a day in my last seven. And I also I got to work a, a patrol dog, a, an apprehension dog, brother. I got paid to hunt humans. You ever see that those crazy movies where the the social elite have all these you know rogues on an island and they hunt them? You know. It, Dude, I, I did that with my dog, only I was hunting, you know, hardcore criminals and, uh, yeah, man, bad guys. And, uh, that was like the best job in the world. I got paid, you know, I talked to people, they go, yeah, I'm going hunting this weekend. I go, oh, how exciting, you know, you're going to sit in a tree fucking 200 yards away and smoke Bambi. You know, I said, you know, really, I said, you know, the, the cool thing about hunting, man, the really cool thing about hunting another human is that you can become the hunted if you don't know what you're doing, right? You, if you don't know what you're doing, man, those tables can turn quick, man. And if there's never any risk to you getting hurt, you ain't hunting. You know, I, I, I like the kid. I go, you want to, you want to impress me? Go hunt mountain lions with a buck knife. You know, that, that you'd be a badass if you did that. I says, so, you know, we, uh, you know, Ernest Hemingway's got that quote, you know, certainly there's no hunting like the hunting of a man. And those who have hunted armed men long enough and like it never care for anything else. Right. Like that was my thing. I said, but crazy stories. Um, I said not too good stories. So I kind of alluded to the fact that I had a problem drinking. Right. Um, I haven't had a drink in 26 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. Thank you. And, and you know what? That was an easier, that was an, that was easier than getting off the steroids. I, I, you might find that like how the steroids do something to you mentally, man, that just, um, I wish I was articulate enough to describe the, the, the turmoil and the despair that, that accompanies that it's um that almost killed me the drinking 
I almost killed other people with the drinking, right? Because I was a lunatic. Uh, All right. All right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at davidleith1. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.